Coming up, sleight of hand magic, estate sales, tarot, and March Madness. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence. Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Tonight we'll dive into death, the occult, magic and madness. But it's all right because I have my pals with me along for the ride. Joining me on the show are Mike Wine and Rob Silver and Courtney Mueller. Hello, everybody. Hey, Mike. How Hi. are you? Hi, Mike. Good to see you, everybody. Glad to have you here. Good to have you back, Courtney. Let's start Thanks. with our uh, our weekly update, starting with Michael. What's going on in your life, Michael? Not nothing past. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Robbie, how about you? What's going on? Well, in my life, you, the audience, wouldn't know this because McFadden just edited it out, but he used the word <laughs> tarot instead of tarot, <laughs> and we all made fun of him for a long time. <laughs> That's my update. This week, I will be the editor. I will see if Robbie makes it into the show at all. <laughs> Courtney, what's going on with you? Well, I can't top Terrence, but <laughs> um, I've been uh, planning this wedding thing of mine and uh, we are starting to look at registry items and feeling guilty about that because I'm Italian and uh, slightly <laughs> Catholic. And apparently, so they do like a, a preview um, for Sunday mornings before the store opens for any couples that are uh, registering at Crate and Barrel. So we signed up so we could, you know, take a mosey on over. And there was a raffle. And guys, I won a blender. What? What brand are we talking about? We got a Ninja. It's a, it's, it's a KitchenAid. KitchenAid. Okay. Solid it's brand. Kitchen, it's Solid. not bad. Brian, of course, looked up the amount that it was worth within <laughs> 30 seconds of winning. <laughs> of course. It's $250. Whoa. Hey, I'm coming to your house to I make my juices. Never win stuff. So this was a big day. That's and a good sign. That's a good sign for your pending nuptials, I believe. Is that is that? I think how they it works? say the old uh, saying: "If you win a blender, it's a, a marriage blender. of happiness." Ah, well, congrats! Win a blender, you're never on Tinder. That's what. It is. Oh, <laughs> cheers to that! Well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, my update is that uh, since we last recorded. Um, I have created a, a new venture that related to a previous topic. Um, when, I, when we were talking about digital collectibles, I am now uh, the creator of Crypto Swatches. You can go to CryptoSwatches.com to learn all about that. And uh, you might hear from Crypto Swatches as our new sponsor later on in the episode. What? Wait, yeah. did we approve this? They, we, we got the deal. It's in the outline, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. You can't prove <laughs> we it. We had to negotiate pretty hard. Yeah. Now it's time to play for or against. One of us will present a topic. The rest of us will analyze, discuss, and argue about it. And then we'll decide if we are for or against that topic. And this week, I am up first. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to ask you three if you are for or against sleight of hand magic. Now, I want to narrow this conversation down a little bit because I think we have over and over again determined that anytime somebody is like a world-class performer in anything we have some level of respect for that whatever it is you know it, it could be super obscure but if, if you're awesome at it and that's your thing i think we generally have respect for it so i, I don't want to talk about that i want to talk about casual sleight of hand <laughs> magicians and maybe uh, like to sort of paint a picture the guy who like brings a deck of cards to a bar to impress people um, sometimes women is like a pickup thing i've seen it before i think you've probably seen it too you're taking the fun out of it mcfadden well you could take it in any direction you want but sleight of hand magic like casual like i'm kind of into it i know a couple of tricks but i'm not really good what so robbie since you seem to have something to say sleight of well hand i was magic, gonna say like before you started putting parameters around this i was super for it like so I remember I, I've, I've never done sleight of hand. I'm, I'm not skilled in that. 
but I've done card tricks before, which I I lump that all in the same category. I just okay. mean not like not David Copperfield or like okay. something that requires a film production team to Yeah. To... So when I was younger, I would I taught myself a few pretty good card tricks. They weren't overly complicated, but they were good enough to get a wow. Yeah, you look like it. <laughs> Thank you. And starting to make more sense. <laughs> I remember one day we had like relatives over aunts, uncles, cousins for some sort of holiday. And after the dinner was over, I pulled out my deck of cards and I pulled people around the table and said, I've got one for you. And I showed them this trick. And my uncle, who is probably the smartest, at least one of the smartest people I ever knew. Albert Einstein. I have Albert Einstein. <laughs> I showed him this trick. And I pulled one on him. He was so wowed and he had no idea how I did it. And I felt for that one moment, I got you. I got you, Uncle Mitchell. You think you're so smart? Well, guess what? I'm smart and I got you. And that feeling of being so right and that other person being tricked was like just the most satisfying feeling. And for that reason, I was going to be four. But then you had to put parameters around it. And you had to say, the guy who brings a deck of cards to the bar. I you. So You're describing yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm describing a 12-year-old boy in his own home mm. who had relatives over. Fine. I'm remove not... the parameters. Remove those parameters. But I, I still don't want it to, like, I want to stay away from professional. I shall now take the parameters and make them disappear. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, there, there's something... I'm, I'm putting the parameters back because I need to address them. If okay. you're like a 28 year old guy and it's your thing, like everywhere you go, you've got a deck of cards in your back pocket. That's okay. But only if you are really, really, really good. If you're doing it for the love of the game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All in. Like you can't be like, like the 12 year old me who knows like one or two tricks. And like, usually you can fool some people. Like you need to be great at it. So I'm still going to be four because if we're removing the parameters, I, there's something magical. And especially there's something magical from the from the viewer's perspective. The person who's getting the trick pulled on them, when you are just wowed, like there's a cool feeling of like, I have no idea how that's done and I'm amazed. You're so, in it together. Yeah, I'm yeah. for it. All right. Thank you very much, Robbie. Uh, Courtney, how about you? Sleight of hand magic or casual, let's call it casual magic. Cash match. magic. Cash match. Start your own company. Cash match. You believe in uh, casual magic? I do. I hope you don't. Here's the thing. I do. I fall for everything, <laughs> and I am wowed by just about everything else. So putting those two together is, in of itself, magical. And who wouldn't fall for the double lift, the side seal, the peeker glimpse, the cross-cut force the classic force these are just movements one of them you made up people Which make. One? No. No. I'm, I'm looking at a google lookup right now but i will say magic is magical for a reason that's why it's called magic and yes have i been hit on with a deck of cards absolutely you what have was, yeah tell us about yeah. that yes deets we want details that's the this is the best part i loved of the it it's this guy's name it. was robbie silver <laughs> it was robert glenn silver yeah. um no it was at a bar for sure it was at a bar and uh, we were probably the only two people that were not inebriated so like i was like trying to like catch them so it was kind of like a kind of like uh, a game between us being like, can you catch me? Because it, it was a very good icebreaker. So you were drawn to him like, at first. No, Courtney, not like, really. A man with a deck of cards. A real big deck. Uh, <laughs> no, that sounds really bad. Um, no, uh, he he did some just random card trick and was kind of schmoozing around other people. I was not the only hooker that he was trying to pick up. But, by the way, there's a good um, caveat, by the way. Doing pulling those card tricks on drunk people, that's not that fun. Like, it's you not need, gonna you, well, no, you'd be surprised. No, because like, the, the wows get wower. I and, know, you know, but it's it's more impressive when you have somebody with a clear mind who can actually yes. follow and then they're still impressed. That's where it really yes. that's the magic, like Uncle Mitchell, Uncle exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, Albert I, Einstein. <laughs> I will say, um. Other than the guy who didn't drunkenly hit on me, but had a great, uh, uh, a, 
I don't remember what it was. But it I probably worked shot. on wow. some other people, right? For sure yeah. it did. He probably totally got some after that. Good for him. Not by me. Um, <laughs> but I will say this with, this is a very bad um, uh, topic to go into afterwards, but my father, <laughs> it makes me upset because he had these like amazing card tricks that he would always show my brother and myself and he would never explain it <laughs> and to this day i still don't know how he does it and it's one of those like he puts it in his uh knuckles and you have to slap the cards out to get your card and it always worked like he never faltered once mm. and i remember robbie my brother learned the card like the actual uh trick itself and then robbie now refuses to teach me <laughs> i mean this is not something to lose sleep over but it's something that brings such like nostalgia to anybody because everybody falls for some type of magic trick whether it's going to the magic castle in la which highly recommend it's one of the best experiences ever or you know just your mom and pop shop guy who's you know doing all the hand swizzles i don't know if that's a terminology i think you nailed it that we can yeah i think i did too um but i'm so for cash madge all right <laughs> thank you very much michael how about you casual magician cash madge yeah how do i feel about it um i i think you know there there are different um different ways we can take this now that we don't have any parameters um you know once i thought we were going to go in a route of like do you like watching it? Do you like watching it on television? You know, um, my wife, Flavia, hates it. Um, <laughs> she hates cash match. She's anti cash match in all circumstances. She thinks it's what about pro match? Frustrating. Pro match? Uh, I, you know, pro I don't think so. No, I think she's anti match because she's she's anti pro match. Yeah, anti pro match. Um, pro anti match. Um, the fight for equality, pro madge and cash madge are all important. Wow. Yeah. This but anyway, I, Michael the, other day, <laughs> the other day I was I was watching uh, something that came out on uh, Hulu called In and of Itself by a uh, magician, Derek Del Guadio, uh, put it on and, and Flavia immediately left the room. Um, <laughs> and because it was like this, this up close magic, this this uh, up close magic or That's sleight the of best hand magic. Kind. That, be, but he what what we do with that is because you can see it either on TV without like a, a camera moving or, or in front of your face. You can see what you see, but yet it isn't what you thought. And it kind of like breaks down what's real and not real. And if you really want to get like philosophical about it, it like questions our idea of truth and like sheds light on what's behind that. Because like mm -hmm. if seeing is believing this, you know, makes it so that maybe it isn't. Um, and I think there's some value there and some artistry there. And I think there's some real value. Now, the real casual magic, I'm also for because uh, at Meanwhile Brewing in Austin, Texas, I was hanging out with a friend of mine who happens to be four years old and another friend of mine, <laughs> David Smagarinsky, the second time in a row where he gets mentioned, um, was hmm. playing that game where you like make your finger disappear by his nice. his thumb and the four-year-old was amazed by it but so was his foster father sitting right next to him never seen anybody do that before because he's not from this country and he was oh. amazed and they were both enthralled by this very obvious yes. very easy check <laughs> or trick to do um and it was a beautiful moment to see that four-year-old go like how is this happening and then right. his dad also going how is this happening <laughs> Um, and, and that was beautiful. Cash match can can bring a little light in this dark, dark world of ours for. Mm. All right. Well, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to go against the grain here because Ugh. I feel uh, similarly about casual magic as I do about casual juggling, casual unicycling and all sorts of other carnival adjacent um, performative <laughs> I say, I think acts. If somebody does one of those things, they probably do all three. Um, I don't know. But uh, I, I feel like I only want to see your casual. I only want to see your magic when it's like pro level. I want to be blown away. I don't want to be casually amused by your magician act like hone it craft it like get it down pat if you are um, eligible to vote in the united states of america you need to be really good at magic or you need to pretend like you don't dabble in the dark <laughs> arts at all that's that's my opinion i am against casual magic 
But uh, how do they get, for, get like you you need to practice on an You do it in private. Level. Don't don't show me. Go go show you guys. Bring it to uh, me when you're ready. Show me. I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. It's like show Courtney. It, no, no. It's like stand-up comedy. There are different venues across the country. In New York yeah. City, the comedy cellar is one of the most famed venues. But you have mid-tier comedians go there and they're they're good. They're pretty good, but they're there to hone their craft so they could eventually be great and perform on the huge stages. It's the same thing. I get that, but they're going to the small stages. Like people are opting into that performance. Okay, so you want magic like, to nope, only, only to live on him. a stage. You don't the want the creator to be in real of crypto swatches. He doesn't have time. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael, did you have like a bad magician experience as a small child? I don't want to talk child? about it. He's still he's a <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for your input. You're all wrong. Let's move on to Courtney. Courtney, what's your topic for the evening? Can I say to kind of help you out, Mike, um, yes, that uh, Brian's brother can uh, ride a unicycle and uh -huh. he busted it out um, at a party one time just at like their mom's house and his girlfriend, who I love so much, um, she's like, I've never been less attracted to it in my <laughs> entire life. It was such a great moment. Anyway, I was like, I can believe so that I can. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing about that that's hard to believe. <laughs> It's like, it's so cool to watch. Would you find it attractive? No, uh, for the unicycle. But that's a separate topic. Save it for the pod for another time. Um, so my topic is uh, estate sales. So whether you venture out to buy them, whether you've had one, maybe in your family, it's basically disposing your own materials or by someone who's recently passed away or you don't want their stuff. Are you for or against? Let's start with Michael Winant. Oh, hello. Um, estate sales. I've been to a few. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when we in our corporal forms, we intend to to collect a lot of junk. And then mm. when we shed our mortal coils, we don't need it anymore. And so I don't see any other reason. You know, it's totally fine to, to go to an estate sale and get rid of your stuff. Um, there's plenty of of. Uh, cool things to be had in those things, things that people found valuable. I will say usually the actual valuable stuff has all been picked clean by friends and family before it actually goes to an estate sale. So you're kind of already in the bottom of the barrel. But uh, when my grandmother, uh, Connie Wine died and they had an estate sale, me and my friends drove up to Northbrook. And I think I still have a few plates that I use because, yes. and that didn't get sold but i've been using them for 15 years uh <laughs> and so there's plenty of good stuff we had um it's kind of morbid to be going through that stuff um you can usually tell who the family members are because they're pretty bummed out because this is their house and you're rummaging through it and be like this isn't worth four dollars um <laughs> and that's kind of uh so you kind of have oh, you to heard be, me last sunday Got respectful it. <laughs> be respectful when you when you're there you don't know who the person you're next to is um but uh, I'm for it. You can find some cool stuff. Okay. So Mike, other Mike. Okay. I, I feel, uh, I'm going to tread lightly here. I feel like I've been burned too many times on the promise of a great find at an estate sale. <laughs> and it's never happened. I think like you hear- I'm telling you, the family members took everything good. All right. You hear stories about like, uh, you know, a guy who, uh, you know, like a great old old man who passed away and he was a, a lifelong woodworker and mm. his wife didn't know what he had. And, and she sold his entire shop of tools for like $50. <laughs> but like that never, there's like one old rusty handsaw and they're trying to charge 10 bucks for it. So I just think that the, the juice ain't worth the squeeze going to the state <laughs> Yeah, there's there's nothing there. It, it smells funky. Um, it's depressing a lot of times. There's a lot of other aggressive fires. Are they indoor sales? Like, is there a smell yeah. if it's outside? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's well, always in the house. Place. It smells oh, yeah. like old person. Okay, I don't. I've never been one. I was picturing like a yard sale what? just for a dead person. No, so no, no. it's like you're inside their house no. and everything's got a sticker on. This oh. will happen to you. Oh. <laughs> it's their. <laughs> Jesus, it's all of their stuff. It's all of someone's belongings. So maybe they don't even home. have any family to pass it down to. So they're selling anywhere from mattresses to dressers to trinkets to trivets to um, hula hoops Sconces to, to let's name other nouns. Name I other mean, nouns. <laughs> name other nouns. Oh, so, I'm trying to give him a good picture. Right. So, so yeah, Rob, if you're thinking it's just like a garage sale, 
no. you know, like that, that might be like the window dressing, like you drive up to it and they're like, Hey, do you want to come inside? And you're like inside? Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm intrigued. And then you go inside, you're like, this was a mistake. It's dreary. The carpeting hasn't been changed since 1974. Ooh, there's, some, there's some stains on the floor that I'm not going to ask about. The yeah. deceased cat is still alive and who knows who's feeding it, but it's did, just, wait, did you, did you say the deceased cat is still alive? The, de- the deceased. <laughs> Uh, ooh, Sorry, okay. you lost it. Tarot, 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 tarot. So yeah, I just I I I am for the promise, but it's always a let jo- a letdown, and so for that reason, I am against estate sales. So first, bad magic person, and then a second bad estate. <laughs> I just sale. had some bad. I had you this magician had approach me at an yeah. estate sale. It was a whole thing. <laughs> you, you don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I get it. Okay. It. Robert. Well, now that I know what it is, I am against <laughs> it just for the stink. Nice. Because <laughs> you know, and listen, all due respect, I'm lives well lived, I, but you go into a house of somebody who passed away, it's going to have a smell. And even if it's not a really bad smell, it's going to be a different smell. It's you a distinct what? smell. It's someone yes, it's else's smell. It is smell. not a distinct smell. Yes. It's not like saying, hey, this is an estate sale because someone died in no, no, this no, house. No, 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 no. McFadden's right. It, it's we're not, not be- saying... Yeah, it's not because they're like smelly. old person. It's not, it's not because like they died in their, <laughs> their corpse. No, it's like the elderly. Yes. Every, everybody Your has... eldest. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. Very eldest. <laughs> Everyone has a unique musk. And oh, God. As, sure. As you age, you're like Robin Rob less and less. Robin less and less as we continue to do this show. <laughs> I'm revealing Jesus. so much about myself. But it's true. Okay, so you have your own musk. Everyone. And as you age, your musk becomes more potent. Stronger. <laughs> How did this become the topic? This isn't the topic. There's forget the smells. I'm talking about the estate sales themselves. You can't can't separate the two. (laughs) They're a smelly Nordstrom. Like get past it. There are different smells. And did you know that your your olfactory sense is most connected to your memory? So you can't forget. That smell is gonna be with you for forever. Your hippocampus. I have never been to an estate sale, but this is clearly oh. the most important part of it, and we, we have to address it. If you want to know what else I think about it, uh, read my blog, sales? Smelly Things in You. What so about I, garage sales? I think garage sales and estate sales are the same in the sense, I, I think there could be some, some good stuff there, but McFenn's right. It's probably hard to come by. I think if you do it, you have to love the hunt. Like That needs to be why you do it, because you love finding something and knowing that you probably won't find something but if you do it's amazing it's like american pickers when they go into like this crazy old house that just has stuff everywhere and you're in it for the hunt that's what an estate sale is good for having said that clearly i don't care about that because i didn't even know what an estate sale was i don't go to yard sales i do like finding things that are old and valuable but if i'm interested i'll just go to an antique store that's already done that hunting for me and collected all the good stuff in one place so i'm against Okay. Also, the, also right. the musk. Plenty of old fogies in uh, Buda, Texas. I'm sure you can get <laughs> your hands on on a secondhand twelve gauge. Court, do you have cheap. you know further thoughts? Do you want to correct us now that you've heard heard our opinions? Yeah. Um, just to sh- uh, tell you that you're wrong, and um, <laughs> I will break so hard from a good nice drive if I see an estate si- estate sale sign up and it's open and ready. I am all about the hunt. Rob nailed it on the head, loved it. It's not just to find something that's valuable. It's to find something that will like add to your own aesthetic. I feel like it's a way to like celebrate the life that was lived there recycling. and then kind of recycle it to a uh, new lifestyle. Yes, but also I'm realizing you're the person who likes rummaging through someone else's stuff and then like come up oh, with the story of who that person was based on their stuff. 150% yes. And like mm-hmm. I love I grew up with Auntie Dee Dee who would take me to garage sales and one time I really wanted this teddy bear. I still remember what it looked like and I go and it was marked uh for a quarter. And Dee Dee goes up this is how I learned how to do my own um haggling if you will. Uh, Didi goes up to the seller and goes, okay, I'll give you a dime for it. Oh <laughs> and at the God. time, 
I was like, God, yeah, that was great. But even now I'm like that. And the lady, I'll never forget her look being like the nards on this woman, the brass balls. And she goes, nards. you could just, you could just have it. <laughs> so I just got a free teddy bear. I love finding a good deal. I love finding something that's unique and I like antiques and old stuff and seeing how other people lived too. That's also part of the aesthetic that people didn't really step on. You kind of get to see like what kind of room they like, what kind of like if they're a mid-century modern, if they were modern, if they liked all 90s stuff that they never got old of. It was it's very cool to see how different people are murdering and people. If you, could, you can go to well, so I mean I could. Yeah. You're kind of like an anthropologist in a sense, studying other people's lifestyles. Yeah, but mostly I want to get a good deal, um, (laughs) looking for some tables and chairs. And I'm with you, Courtney. You know of any? I'm I'm so for it. We're fifty-fifty. All right, all right. Decision. Thank Thank you very much, Courtney. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Four Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right. We have merch. Visit fouragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company printful.com. So that means that any idea that we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. Check out our merch store at fouragainstpod.com slash shop. Four Against is also brought to you by cryptoswatches.com. A crypto swatch is a digital collectible traded on the Wax blockchain. They're the easiest, most accessible way to get started learning about non-fungible tokens and crypto art. Visit CryptoSwatches.com to learn more about digital collectibles and our favorite crypto swatch with a max supply of 10 named Wynand number 21. Check out CryptoSwatches today. And we're back. Michael, it is now time for you to lead this segment. What do you have for us? Did you guys know uh, about Aeromancy? That's... uh people oh. predicting the future using no. clouds how about uh alluriomancy that's nope. predicting the future using flour or cookies uh-uh don't know how about, about anthropomancy which is predicting the future using the guts of people you've murdered mm, that one know? i know <laughs> well what i want to talk well. about <laughs> is cartomancy or predicting the future or fortunes through cards specifically tarot cards tarot cards not uh, tarot <laughs> not tarot uh tarot can I, cards can I chime in really quickly though no in robert that, in you a chime song in by... all the time well <laughs> yeah. i do but we're talking about tarot really quickly i was going to support mcfadden john lennon has a song called where he sings about tarot so you and him both can mispronounce that word together i think he's talking will. about as a parrot and uh, will. <laughs> but so so tarot cards are having a bit of a moment Uh, Many tarot cards are very beautiful. They're very intricate, ornate cards um, in sets that uh, were originally created in the 14th century for for card games, like like the standard 52-card deck that we know today. But in the 18th century, and especially in the 19th century, when the occult was all the rage, people started using those uh, in very particular ways to uh, predict their future and to... to, to, uh, know about their fortune and now you're going to see them on sidewalks uh near uh tourist traps and even at weddings people will have uh tarot readers um again the the vibe of a tarot (laughs) card is very in right now in in the uh uh in the zeitgeist if you will if we're talking about a lot of different things that mike doesn't know how to pronounce Mm -hmm. um i want to know from from my friends uh is there any value in in doing this or is it the spooky and the occult we should stay away um and uh is there value in in getting your fortune read whether it be tarot or, or something else uh, I'm going to start with uh, Courtney Mueller for no particular reason. I, I knew you were going to start with me. I knew it. Um, I find value in the entertainment factor of tarot card reading, specifically when I did it for myself and uh, some friends in college, and I completely acted like I knew what I was talking about but I had no idea, which is probably about 87% of the tarot card readers out there. But you know, it's a specific percentage. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's very specific. I did my research. No, I did not. <laughs> but um, I'm just pulling some, you know, pulling some numbers out there. But I think it's fun to go to a psychic, go to a tarot card reader and find your own, um, like you said, like value in on it. It's not to me like do I want to find out how I'm going to die? Not necessarily. Cause if they say water, is it because I'm going to drink water? Is it because I'm swimming? Is it because I showered and slipped and fell and hit my head? It would, the possibilities are endless and it's very too much of an ambiguous uh, response. But um, I find some, I think it's just fun to have. Yes, they are beautiful cards. I will say that. And I feel like it's, like artistically is really picking up just like graffiti wise as well. Um, and I just even noticing through looking for art for our house as well. I've noticed that that's kind you, of a it's, thing. It's all current, if you will. Like it shirt really, it, yeah, there you go. And it was just on jeopardy as a question. So, and I got the answer, right. So that was a big day. Um, <laughs> but I think it's fun for entertainment to take it like seriously, like some people do like astrology uh, that I even fight with. Um, it's fun. I'm for it. Go just have fun. Just got have a fun. Four. Yeah. Mike McFadden, Cartomancy. Yay or nay. It's just another, um, is it just another card trick? I think that uh, <laughs> there's, there's only one use uh, case for, uh, for this and that is for fun if you want to have some fun like our dear friend courtney just told us then a, a tarot card reading might be an activity for you to uh, to do if you think in any way shape or form that the cards are predictive of what is going to happen then i am sorry uh for your um lack of sound reasoning skills and i worry about you um and i hope the best for you so so close-minded mike but uh robbie i don't believe you actually feel that way i believe that you are pretty <laughs> logical analytical as well and i believe in your heart of hearts you also think that this is uh silly nonsense uh, go for it if you want to have some fun. I, I bet it would be a lot of fun if we had somebody um, in the aftertimes come and, and do tarot card readings for us. Would but you do it yourself for fun? Would I? I would absolutely pretend to know what I'm talking about and read somebody. Yeah. No, no, no the opposite. Would you? Would you attend somebody who's doing this for you? Another tarot card. Reader? Truly believed it. Is is the question? Would I seek this out, or if I were at a wedding and there was a tarot card reading? No, no. You, you, and let's say all of us. You, Mike, Courtney, me. We want to go do it together for fun. We don't believe in it. You don't believe in it. But the tarot card reader really believes in it, or they I, pretend. That they I think do. that was the premise of of my point. Is that yeah? yeah but I'm saying if you're going to go you, do it, but for you're, fun. you're talking abstractly for other people. I'm asking for you. Would you do that? For fun, yes, I would go do okay. it for fun. It, it, so you're but four. He's a four. Robert, what are you? <laughs> Here we are. I'm gonna book one for the wedding. This is outstanding. Uh, bachelorette parties. Okay. Bachelorette parties. That's 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 my answer. That's what this is for. I think it's fun. That's I it. Bachelorette <laughs> parties. That 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 is the no other parties. Not even no. kids. Kids are like. Uh, it's like the 80 20 rule 80 percent of tarot experiences bachelorette parties the other 20 percent can be other things so yeah huh. i'm for it for those circumstances you're in a bachelorette party you want to have some fun with your friends tarot card four all right every other circumstance against all right. you know i i think uh when, when tarot oddly cards specific became became popular for cardomancy it's actually really fascinating history there's various different decks and the decks have different um trump cards powers. on them <laughs> <laughs> and they're the the different art um you know the the story behind them or particularly around the the 19th century is really quite fascinating um but i think you know when they were used then they people really did believe that they were divining something that would uh, tell them about their past, their future, and, and their their luck ahead, and, and give them advice. But I think now, true, you know, terror uh, enthusiasts, if you will, 
um, they'll tell you that the cards themselves um, don't tell you anything, but your reaction to those cards um, tell you something about your inner self and give you some inner guidance uh, and understanding of who you are and your reaction of those cards. If you get the, the hangman, that doesn't mean you're going to die, but, but what, what is the, the feeling you get out of it? Um, and I think there's some value in, uh, in, in self-reflection. I can, I'm looking at a few people here now who might need some, um, <laughs> but uh, for me, uh, I'm also looking, there's also a picture of me. I felt deep. Uh, but, uh, but for me, uh, I spend a lot of time <laughs> reflecting upon myself. Like when I try and fall asleep, uh, all of my past mistakes are right there. Mm. Right there for the grabbing. So I don't need this. So I'm against. <laughs> that reminds me, actually. Can we do a quick check-in on New Year's resolutions? Because wasn't yours to be reflect, have a mm-hmm. daily reflective practice? Or what the was it apocalypse happened and I stopped writing in my log, but I plan on starting back up again uh, in April 1st. Next before, year. Before- <laughs> but no, I've still been doing a lot of things. I'm doing all, I'm doing all right. Before I haven't stepped on a scale yet. Before this apocalypse, were you writing in this? Yeah, every day? I didn't miss one until the power went out and I couldn't see. Uh, have you have you gone back to look? Have you gone back to look on your early? It's a log. Yet? It's just a log. That's all it is. No, it's not. Not for, even meant for reading. It's not meant for reading. It's meant for. <laughs> meant for. Writing. And McFadden, how about you? Didn't you had like a whole system with circles and checks and X marks and like how did that? How's that? That wasn't you? part of the New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution was to uh, find a, a fitness practice that I executed every day. Yes. But I gave myself um, the two day rule, which means that if I miss one day. Um, that's okay. I just can't miss two days. And since the beginning of the year, and actually a couple of days before the beginning of the new year, um, I've only missed one day. Yeah, that's amazing. And I thought you could do it, but it's impressive to know that you're doing it. That's mm-hmm, really good. Mm-hmm. And today I, I almost didn't, but the, then I did. You know what? <laughs> I'll start up in my book of my log again today. I did do it. I ran three miles today and I talked to my friends on a podcast. And, and Robbie, how about you? Where do you stand? Uh, I'm I'm doing it actually. So if you remember, mine was meditate most days of the week, have a sustainable workout practice, and consume less news. Well, we don't have television in the house I'm staying in, so mm. there's no cable, so that's helpful. So less news, check. Uh, I'm meditating probably five or six days a week now, so I consider that a success. And I am working out. We when we moved in, we got a, a very an inexpensive elliptical machine. And I wanted to do use that three to four days per week for a half hour every day at high intensity. And I keep a, a little calendar on my phone to check off the days I do it. And every day since every week since I've been in Texas, Texas, I've used that three or four days a week. So I'm on. Excellent. Courtney, you did guys you have aren't a new year's resolution? But I, uh, I pulled I... a card from my tarot deck that said that Rob was going to turn my topic into a completely unrelated topic. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened. What do you, so I've changed my mind. It's true. (laughs) Well, actually to pull both of that together for new year's resolutions, I don't do them because I don't believe in them. What I do is. But you um, do believe in Tara. (laughs) A hundred percent. And psychics and ghosts and everything. We could go on and on. However, um, for me, especially on either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, I write out a list of what I want for the year. Uh, it's a tradition I've like you're, had you're since I was a little. Kind of like, yeah, the manifestation of what you'd want to see in your life. And it's been very, um, and I remember wedding Brian, ring on there. Uh, there you may or may one. not have been, um, <laughs> but it's, it's more like loose, like, you know, I want to have good health. I want to have love. I want just, you know, basic stuff, not so specific. Sometimes I've gotten specific. So it's not so much of a letdown. Cause when I go over a year later and I look back to see what I've accomplished, what didn't work out this past year, it's nice to kind of go over and go on to the next topic. Like we're just probably about to do right now for the last topic of the evening. We are moving on to the last topic of the evening and it's Robbie's topic. Robbie, can we stick to the outline? for? 
Probably not, but I, I can't interrupt myself here. So maybe we will stay on topic. Uh, okay. We are enthralled in the middle of March madness right now, as of the time of the release of this recording and the United States goes wild. People put together brackets. They spend lots of money in pools, gambling on the NCAA tournament. I want to know, are you for or against filling out a March Madness bracket and competing in a pool? Potentially, you put in five bucks or 10 or 20 bucks or whatever it is. Have you ever done this before? Are you doing that this year? Are you for or against participating in the March Madness brackets for you specifically? Not the general idea. What do you do in practice? Uh, I want to start with McFadden because you you've talked in the past about joining lottery pools so you you've known to uh to contribute to group think activities like this so what do you think this is not one of the activities that i participate that could be susceptible to group think um every year there is a pool um perhaps even multiple pools that i i have access to being a part of and i don't think i've done one of these in a long time and it's mostly because i don't know anything about ncaa basketball whatsoever and when i have participated in these i get strangely upset that i chose the wrong like teams <laughs> But there's absolutely zero reason for me to expect that I would have any, you know, insight into who would win, and so I, uh, I'm not into doing things that I know are gonna end poorly for me. Having, you know, learned that lesson before, especially when there's like a, a financial component to it, I'd rather just give that money to the people and say, here, just you keep it and stop asking me, because um, I'm against, for me personally, NCAA brackets. I don't want any part of it. Okay, fair enough. Mike Winand, you are a fan of certain sports. How about you? A uh, recovering sports fan, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but this, you know, I find it very odd that we get so invested in the lives and, and the you know sporting endeavors of literal children. Uh, people get so <laughs> mad at these kids that tried their best to put the ball in the hoop. Uh, but people get so mad about so much money on these things. You talked to Christopher one and my brother, he, he, um, well, not this year, but well, many, many years has gone to Vegas for this weekend, this Thursday, Friday, where they have like what? 64 games in two days. Um, those are his, uh, you know, that's like his favorite thing, uh, in the whole world. Um, he could wax poetically about this. Um, but for me, you know, the, the fact that, that it's just kids, um, it kind of takes away some of the some of the glamour, I would say, because these guys are just trying their darn best. Uh, but it is really fun sometimes to see when like Northwest Oklahoma State of Idaho beats like Duke, you know, I don't, you know, mm. sometimes like Florida Atlantic, I remember a few years ago had a, had a big run and then Loyola Chicago, which, uh, you know, is off the, the Western red line. Uh, they had a, uh, they had a good, um, a good, or the Wilson red line. They had a, a run for a while, went to the final four, I think a couple years ago. And so that's really fun. If you take it with the right, uh, with the right attitude, uh, I've been the same group of, of college friends that have been in the same fantasy league for no money since 2006 i've been in a in a bracket with them since uh 2006 there's no money exchanged there's no i don't care who wins or loses um it, it just is a, a fun thing to to guess is there have, a benefit like do you enjoy doing that if there's no money involved yeah because you know it's uh you know you have a rooting interest right in in every but, game but that's the thing though like if if you don't have any stakes and i do have stakes i've got stakes have. of uh bracking rights with uh with my friends and uh and i get to stay connected to them and so there's value with that um you know these are guys you know who are older than me and and are all across the country and I hardly ever get to see them, but you know, we, we have a, uh, you know, a text chain about the bracket every year. And, and so, uh, I am for, uh, if you have the right attitude and you don't get so mad at these darn kids. All okay. right. Ms. Soon to be Mrs. Courtney. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> bad hit. Um, I no. 
Um, I feel like there's a lot of math involved and math is not one of my strong suits. Um, I love watching games of all sorts, but um, I don't care about March Madness specifically to the typical like uh, brackets. Um, what I am excited about is me and some friends are going to do a bracket for the next Bachelorette. Mm. And now <laughs> that's when we're cooking with gas. And not only so that's gonna be a topic I tonight. like it oh hell yeah can i please be part of it anyway um (laughs) what i will say i feel like the stakes are even higher there because you're not just rooting for a team you're rooting for the person the being to find love what that's crazy that's awesome totally for but for the regular bracket stuff and like i asked my dad to like run me through like how it all works because I've never done it. And also it's turned every ex-boyfriend of mine into a complete jerk in the like month of March, because you guys are all obsessed with it. And then you become unavailable. So shout out to all my girls or guys that have lost March madness widows. The March madness (laughs) window. That's exactly. Thank you. So perfectly stated. Um, I'm for fun. I'm against math. That's how I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, quick question for Courtney and McFadden: Will you yes. guys watch any of the games this week? Um, not this week. Well, they start Friday. They start the day before this podcast comes out, and then they go on for you know a couple weeks after no, that. If I watch any game, it'll be some of the last game. <laughs> okay. So don't, basically, I just don't no. care. I just don't care. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about the teams. I don't know anything about the players. Yeah. I don't follow them. I didn't go to a, like a real good basketball school. I get, I understand the appeal. Um, when you of I went deep into the playoffs back in like oh four or oh five or whatever, I was in assembly hall watching it on the jumbotron, even though I didn't go there. And like the the, the, <laughs> the spirit was exciting. It was fun to like be a part of that. But like. I just didn't have that connection because I went to, you know, Illinois State University and they didn't have a great basketball team. So I just, I don't care. <laughs> Wait, were you at Assembly Hall at Illinois or at yeah. Illinois State? At Illinois. Wait, so you came to my school. I was there and you <laughs> didn't tell me? Yes. Cute. Why? <laughs> why didn't you say want to see you. Clearly, that's very upsetting. Well, this is a deep podcast. 15, 16 years ago. So I <laughs> yeah, we were we were friends. Mm, what what we... the hell, man? <gasps> were you first dating Michelle, and you were like, "Are we or are we not?" No, this was this was pre Michelle. Oh. Yeah, this was his sophomore year, our freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't first invited question. either. <laughs> yeah but i was like yeah i, I lived why didn't a, i ding and ding it calls i think I, this is i lived being a podcast and now this is just, become just a grievances of robert can we, can we but i lived a 10 minute walk from assembly hall and you didn't say hi i probably <laughs> did that weekend grievances you probably yeah, will never actually. know <laughs> i know okay, for well, a I, I, went, I missed my bus home because i was hanging out with you so it's not like i never did that <laughs> anywho well, anyways, I was just curious because uh, I, I think it was wine and started talking about how we all have such an interest in these children. And I was curious, how much money in it wagers do these children uh, bring from Americans? And from a two year, an article from two years ago, it says nearly 50 million Americans wager a collective eight and a half billion dollars wow. on the NCAA wow. men's basketball tournament. <clears throat> and so I'm just thinking, Part of the one thing that's really shitty is that you have all these young athletes who don't get paid, but you have this big business profiting off of them. So like, come on, like of the eight and a half billion dollars, let's give them like 1% or I mean more really, but like, even if we just gave them a percent, that would be so many millions of dollars. Like do right by these kids. We're spending so much money on them and they're getting none of it. So like, come on, come on, come on. That's not really the point. That's the catchphrase. Against. <laughs> Come on. Uh, against. So you did interrupt your own topic. <laughs> Somehow you did. <laughs> so this thing that's clearly exploiting it. student athletes, are you for the exploitation of student athletes? Be on the record, I Robert. I am not. 
Wynand is, I am not. <laughs> I'm excited to watch Illinois is a number one seed this year. I'm excited to watch them. Admittedly, I don't really care. Like, I hope they win, but also I don't care if they do, but I hope they win. And, but I'm not going to fill out a bracket. I've got plenty of friends who are, I've been invited to a bracket, but I just don't care. So I'll watch some games, root for Illinois, and that will be enough for me. So I'm against. Support student athletes, give them money. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, Rob, for that topic. Before we wrap for the evening, it's time for a quick lightning round. This week, Michael Winan is going to list a few topics in rapid lightning-like succession. And the gang here is going to share our opinions. Here we go. So my dear friend, Robert Silver, just uh, talked uh, about uh, March Madness and, and how much people bet on it. But that's not the only thing in life you can wager on. In fact, you can wager on all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to list five things that you can right now make a bet on uh, over the internet. I would like to talk to my friends and see if they are for or against. If you had $10 to, to spend on anything, would you ever make a bet on this? Uh, we're going to go the order of my screen. Mike McFadden, Courtney Mueller, Robert Silver, Mike McFadden. Would you ever be for or against betting on the existence of UFOs, you pay out if UFOs are proven or if aliens are proven to have visited this planet. Okay, so if, if it was UFOs, I was going to say 100% because there are absolutely flying objects that are unidentified. Aliens <laughs> but the sports that are bets, piloting them. <laughs> the the sports aliens that are piloting saying, them. Will alien are life be confirmed? Yeah. So aliens. So 5,000 no. to 1, it'll pay out. I am against that. Wow. I don't think that that'll happen in our lifetime. Um, but if it was UFO, it's just like a flying object that people couldn't identify. That happens like all the time. So before that, that's <laughs> <Boy>. easy money. <laughs> Courtney, you got 10 bucks to spend. Are you betting on, on uh, alien life? I'm saving my 10 bucks for the next one. All right. How about you, Robert? You think is that the, that's going to come due? Is the bet that we see aliens on planet earth or that we have proof that alien life exists somewhere? Well, it's this bet on the sport, the sport bet, bet 365 I'm looking at is, will alien life be confirmed by oh, December yeah. 31st, 2021? 5,000 to one. Oh, well, that's a pretty short time frame. <laughs> 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 so the short answer is alien life does exist. It's a fact. It I went mean. down from 10,000 to one because they got that Mars rover. And I think people are betting yeah. the action. Yeah. I if this bet gave me a few more years of, of life, then oh, I'm so far. I will gladly throw down 10 bucks for uh to get 50 grand 50 in return. Geez. Yeah, all right, of course. So far. next one, you know, this one was very, very hot in 2020. Uh, the prediction markets were aflame um, throughout the entire election season uh, in 2020, and yet they're still going. Um, the, right now, you can bet on whether or not Andrew Yang will be. Uh, elected the uh, the uh, mayor. the mayor of New York City uh, or some other people I've never heard of uh, <laughs> for or against betting on elections. I think that most people probably agree. Eh, I don't want to say many people probably agree that money in politics um, is not a great recipe. Um, and yet there happen to be plenty of it. <laughs> yeah. and, and yet there still is. So I, I'm against anything that uh, you know is contributing to that issue. I, I want people to be making their decisions for elections based on uh, you know their understanding of the issues and the candidates that are going to best support um, their positions, uh, not some sort of wager. I am against betting on elections. All right. In America, other countries, I don't care. <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> Um, that was so perfectly stated. Um, I concur with Mike McFadden <laughs> and Robert. Elections are stressful. I don't need to be more stressed by being hyper focused on them. I'm against. Mm-hmm. You tell me you don't want to get paid out on uh, 3,300 to one that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is elected president of the United States. Oh you can, my you can God. make that bet right now on bovida.com. That bet, that's what, a bet that just year. like Bovadis says, give me money that we will <laughs> yeah. never get back to you. All right. How about uh, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, World Wrestling Federation, something we've talked about in the past. I think we're all on record being four. We also acknowledge that it's all preordained. <laughs> Yet you can still bet money on who will win Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, Michael McFadden, would you ever bet 
on the Big E over Apollo Crews or Roman Reigns over Daniel Bryan? <laughs> Uh, I, I can see the appeal of this because while it is preordained, I, I think that they keep the, the narrative pretty close to the chest and they don't, you know, spill those beans uh, ahead of time. Uh, you know, the, the entire you know brand would be ruined if the storyline was, you know, published <laughs> ahead of the match. So I, I think that you could have some fun with this. Uh, we talked about how pro wrestling, you know, at least like the lower tier ones is, is sort of this passion art and yeah count me in i'll, I'll bet 10 bucks on or you courtney mueller it's WWE so wrestling. interesting to me to hear you say that mike when you're like oh yeah even the small tears it's like an art but these magicians can't get one <laughs> past you <laughs> they, you they, see like a contradiction lightning around courtney lightning round. <laughs> i'm sorry um i'm four or Robert Sober. Yeah, it's like um, before the Super Bowl, you can bet on how long the national anthem will be. It's like that's kind of predetermined too. The the artist performing that knows they've practiced it. They know how long it's going to be. Just because it's predetermined doesn't mean people don't want to bet on it. So yeah, I'm for this. <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the big uh, news items of this week is the uh, the Oscar nominations came out for 2020, the year that everyone forgot movies existed. Uh, yet, uh, you can still bet on the Oscars. I've had Oscar parties in the past. Uh, people have exchanged funds at those. Mike McFadden, you don't like film or art. <laughs> Are you betting on the Oscars? I do like films oh, okay. and art. Um, I'm not for this. I think this is going to be fun. Uh, sometimes the Oscars get a little you know, dry when it's like the award for the um, you know, best... Uh, like costuming and it's people you've never seen before. Like I like watching, looking at the sketches best and like sound Oops. editing versus best sound design. Whatever. But yeah, if I can get a little, if I get a little action on that. That might liven things up on four. All right, Courtney. It's one of the best times in our lives uh, to do this. <laughs> it is so fun, especially at a party when people are raging mad that they missed like all but one like cinematography or like you said sound design totally for do it for every single award show robert isn't isn't historically the oscars is kind of rigged just because of like most of the voters are homogenous old white men like they're all they all what pretty <laughs> like uh, I, I know they're starting to diversify, so that'll be good. And, and the diversification will also make the results a little bit more, less predictable in a good way. Yes. Unpredictable. So I think in the future I'd be for, but in the state of the Oscars, the way they are now, I'm against. All right. Don't sleep on Judas and the Black Messiah at plus 2000. That movie is a triumph. Mm -hmm. And finally, for my dear friend, Mike McFadden, mm -hmm. who uh, shared his joy of hurling last week, uh, you can bet on hurling, uh, believe it or not, Mike, uh, if I legally can do so, I'm going to put a $10 bet down. This is real for the winner of the all Ireland senior hurling championship. Who are we going with Mike? Is it the, is it the five to four favorite Limerick? Are we going with Cork? Are we going to big city boys at, at uh, 41 at Dublin or, or, uh, my ancestral home of Kerry at a thousand to one. You got to go. With, you got to go with your ancestral home. It's a thousand to one. Yeah. If you win, <laughs> that's it's 10 for grand. you. You win. I'm putting it down for you. Then I win. Aww. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I want Carrie upset, Carrie, baby. I'm, f I'm four. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, you in on this bet for uh... I'm so for. Yes. Let's be millionaires, millionaires from hurling. And, and Robert, I, I am unironically for this. I think this is so fun. A few years ago, I had a couple of friends of mine who really wanted to start to get into European football, soccer. And so they like, they subscribed to certain cable packages that they didn't have and they started placing bets on it and they get really into it. And I think, especially like, if you just pick like, I want to be into this really particular thing that only happens in Ireland. I am so for betting on it and like just immersing yourself in that culture. So uh, if you decide to pursue this, I might join you. It sounds fun. I'm in four. Can we stream this on online anywhere? We might. I think Carrie's already been knocked out, so we might have to go with the next county over. 
which is the big juggernaut and limerick they're the most favorite the biggest to win or most all right fine let's take the so favorite let's take the favorite <laughs> skip the end go with the favorite i'm a i'm a i've been a limerick fan forever <laughs> You are right. foaming at the mouth. It's We're amazing. St. Patrick's Day. We're making yeah. a bet. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Michael. If you are still listening, please consider telling a friend about For or Against. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear about any topics that you're for or against or undecided on via Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at For or Against Pod. We just might feature them on a future episode. For now, thanks for listening. All right. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up, this is for or against Coming up on this episode of For or Against, Sleight of Hand Magic, Estate Sales, Tarot, and March Madness You're gonna have to do that again You, you say Tarot, tarot. 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 <laughs> Is it tarot? Yeah. That's, the, that's the like John. Oh, I'm so happy. That's great. <laughs> you guys are rude. Please, please, please say Do it that. again or just leave this all in. No. Yeah. I'm editing this. So definitely not going <laughs> to let the world know that I thought tarot rhymes with parrot. <laughs> <laughs>